1: This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were
0: a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you.
2: In uncertain times, it is so important to know... What's going on in the world around you? Important things that you need to know to maybe even survive in this world. Yeah. Where are you going to get the latest and greatest news? The things you really, really need to know? Right here with your boys, the Decibel Geek Podcast, as we bring you (coughs) GeekWire. A lot of stuff in the news this week. I'm Aaron Camaro, joined as always by the man, who's always in the know, going to
0: smarten the rest of us up, Mr.
2: Chris Sinzak. How you doing, brother?
0: Oh, hanging in there. It's been uh, too many people dying, but aside from that, uh, doing pretty good.
2: Man, ain't that the truth. That's crazy. So many people dying. I mean, I guess, I mean, if we're going to start off, start off the geek wire and talk about the latest happenings in the world of rock and roll, there's no bigger story out there right now than the passing of legendary rock guitarist Jeff Beck passed away at the age of seventy-eight.
0: Yeah, apparently he uh, died after suddenly contracting bacterial meningitis, is what his family said. And um, but yeah, I'd uh, this was one. Um, you know, I will not profess to be the world's biggest Jeff Beck fan. Um, I don't own a ton of his records. I own a few, uh, but when it comes to guitar players and influential guitar players. Um, he's right there at the top of the list and you know always did some otherworldly stuff and always continued to stretch himself as far as what he did on his on the instrument and um i have a great deal of respect for him and then of obviously the outpouring of tributes and stuff from all corners of not just the rock world but the music world um in memory of him has been uh it's been amazing to see. So um, yeah, I mean, 78 lived a long time. Thank I'm thankful for that. At least his life wasn't cut super short, but, uh, but still that, you know, these legends that, that, that go, it's just going to keep impacting us more as time goes on.
2: Right. And I think for myself, being a child of the eighties and nineties, I really didn't know a whole lot about Jeff Beck, other than what I read Ace Fraley talking about him and being in that time, you know, in the world of Guns N' Roses and Motley Crue and Metallica and Ozzy and all this stuff, Jeff Beck's really not in any of that. You know, I don't ever see him in the hit craters, I don't ever see him in the circus, the metal edge, none of that, you know. So, like, Jeff Beck is kind of this otherworldly thing, you know. Fast forward all these years later and in doing the Decibel Geek podcast. And, you know, i so grateful for doing this show for so long because for me personally, it has widened my horizons so much, you know, to stuff that I would never think to listen to. And it made me seek out Jeff Beck. You know, it's like, obviously he's influenced all these people. He's legendary. He's had such a huge footprint on rock and roll guitarists. And that trickles down to all the stuff that we love. So I went back and listened to some of that old Jeff Beck and, Those Jeff Beck group albums are something else, man. They are freaking awesome. And I jam on those all the time. I think they're just great. And for somebody, like I said, in the times that we grew up in, Jeff Beck wasn't a name that really came up a lot. You know, and if you look back at the discography, you know, so a lot of his cooler stuff was when he was younger. And then he just became like an old blues guy. But again, look what
0: he did on the Ozzy album. Freaking awesome. Yeah, I um, <clears throat> for me personally, i I remember hearing him when I was a kid because my dad was a big fan of his and and loved uh you know like the Yardbird stuff, the Jeff Beck Group stuff. Um, he loved the Beck Boger to piece stuff, which Carmine, you know, told me about when he was in town last year. And um, I do remember hearing you know the Truth album, the Beckola album in my house growing up. I it just never really you know clicked for me to be a fan but obviously I, I remember him through my youth. And also one of the, an, another strange memory that connects to Jeff Beck was my brother was getting into art, doing artwork when we were kids and he must've, he couldn't have been no more than 13 or 14, but he loved the, uh, the album cover for Jeff Beck's guitar shop album with the, yeah. the guitar up on the hydraulic lift, like a garage. Yeah, and, no, that's awesome. and my brother did a full pencil sketch of that cover. And I still remember that. And, um, but yeah, and then obviously in the time that we were really getting into rock, um, he did cross over into that plane because, like, I remember not, I'm not a fan of the song, but I like the solo. Um, John Bon Jovi plays "The Glory," that's Jeff Beck doing the solo on that. You know, that's uh, I know that. And, yeah, that's uh, and then I, I, and I and then I did get to see him live once in uh, 2010 at the <clears throat> at the Beale Street Music Festival in Memphis. I went with my brother and. typical festival show the lineup we saw was when we got well i'm sure we missed a bunch of bands before we got there but it was the b-52s going into jeff beck who went into 30 seconds to mars and that and then the show closed with limp biscuit it was one of the weirdest lineups i've ever seen
2: wow i wonder if there was any kind of interaction backstage between jeff beck and limp biscuit that might have been (laughs)
0: him, him and fred durst have a meeting of the minds that would be something (laughs)
2: <laughs> you never know jeff beck did all kinds of different music
0: yeah he was very very experimental and and nobody really played just like him he he had a very interesting unique way of playing the guitar and I'll, I'll always respect that but uh but yeah definitely a lot of love shown his way you know this week so uh you know rest in peace jeff beck
2: heck yeah i mean if it's okay to still say that i hear it's sentimental hogwash
0: Okay. You you put this on the list, so I'm gonna let you run it down.
2: <laughs> well, you concocted the list this week like you usually do. And you know, sometimes I throw extra stuff in there that I see, but uh I noticed this when I thought, huh, Chris didn't put it on the list, but it moved you enough to speak to it on your Facebook page and ignite a whole backlash in the comments afterwards. Yeah. So I guess maybe it got on Tim Gaines nerves, former bass player for Striper. That everybody, you know, when somebody passes away, what do you say? You know, if you leave a statement or if you say something, how much they meant to you, just like you did just now with Jeff Beck, you say rest in peace. Mm -hmm. It's just a thing. It's what everybody says, you know. Let me see if I can get the actual post opened up to what he said. So Tim Gaines sees all everybody saying rest in peace all the time. And so he goes on to his Twitter And says, sorry to be so blunt, but R.I.P. Sentimental hogwash. Got news for you, folks. No one who dies without Jesus as their Savior is resting in peace. There are no second chances. There is no purgatory. Just eternity in flames, separated from God. I am sure every person, famous or not, who has passed away into eternity without Christ wishes he or she could return to warn us about the consequences. No man is promised tomorrow. We all have an expiration date. When is yours? Give your life to Christ today. And wowie wow, did people go nuts over that.
0: Including me. (laughs) Including yourself.
2: (laughs) Now, what was it that you commented on that?
0: Oh, man. Well, I'm breaking my rule here because I never talk politics or religion on here so um so this will probably piss off some listeners so uh but hey you put it on the list so i'll I'll talk about it um no it just irritated It, it irritates me in general because i was i was a i guess you would call a practicing christian for a long time and um i do believe there's a higher power i do believe there's call it jesus call it buddha call it the universe whatever whatever have you there's there's i think there's something at work there that's my opinion some people think it's all a fairy tale and maybe it is but my opinion was basically people are grieving over the loss of somebody and tim gaines has to run in here like a lot of christians tend to do and try to pour cold water over everything and give the fire and brimstone speech as if their point of view is the only point of view, and there's not a possibility that they might not have it all down right. And I'm not going to get into all the ins and outs of this, but it's just bullshit. And it's just like, you know, Jesus hung with the most irredeemable people. If you believe that story, I'm prefacing that. Not all of you listening to this will believe that story or do believe that story. But even if you want to go that route, um, if, if he could talk to you now, he would say, you know, not everyone is a lost cause. And I just, this is just my own personal perspective, but it's just like, why be Debbie Downer on something like this? Even if you feel that way and you are a hundred percent sure in your heart that you, that that's the way things go. What good is shitting on people on Facebook going to have it, it, like, that's the worst sales pitch I've ever heard for becoming a Christian. You're going to die in flames, but God loves you. I mean, come on.
2: Well, and I think just like you said just now, when you prefaced it with that's just my opinion, all of this whole thing changes if it begins with this is how I feel or this is what I believe. Because if you preface it with that, then you're just making a statement on yourself. Now you're opening yourself up to a whole lot by doing that on social media. Oh, sure. As I did. And the fact that he believes that and you, you know, what you said and, and you know, he got 500 comments. You must have got a thousand some. It looked like, I don't know, people because you're always going to get like with that. If you make a hard, cold statement like that and say, this is what it is. Well, that's a pretty tough thing to say. And it's a pretty difficult thing to take or understand if you're reading it or hearing it, because how do you know? Really, you know, is what the response is going to be, or prove it, or uh uh, you know, it's you're always opening yourself up to that, even though a lot of people may say, Hey, right on, you know, that's how I feel too. It's okay to say, This is how I feel about something, sure, totally cool, but don't be like, This is what it is, yeah, because as far as I know, or well, I see, there you have it, you know, as (laughs) far as I believe. There's only one person that's ever died and come back from the dead. And that was Jesus. And I wasn't there to see it. So I have no idea what went down or how it went down or what happened or what it all means. All we can do is be the best people we can and be good to each other and treat each other with love and respect just the way that we would want to be treated. And whether you believe in Christianity or whatever religion it is, for me, you know, Jesus said, treat other people the way you want to be treated. That will be what it is, you know, and that makes total sense to me. Yeah. And I guess,
0: sorry. um, But just to just kind of bolster my point on this, the, the main thing that caused me to make the post was that I, I did attend church for quite a while, but this was, this type of behavior is one of the main reasons why I don't do that anymore. And it's because So many people of the faith and I'm and I am not painting with a wide brush and saying everyone's this way because I still have friends from that church that I still stay in touch with and I love them. But it's people there's a lot of people from the faith side of things that do what Tim did here and speak as if they are the all knowing, you know, without reproach authority on this stuff. And they don't leave any leeway for anyone, anyone else's opinion. And I'm sorry, but if you, if you can't be open-minded, then you've cut yourself off to a lot of life.
2: <laughs> you know how I know I'm right about this? I was the bass player in Striper.
0: Yeah, so obviously we should take a, what he says. All authority. I mean, even Michael Sweet doesn't agree with his post. No, I suppose not,
2: you know? <clears> That's <throat> kind of like saying, you know, why would you not murder somebody? And the obvious answer is because I don't want to hurt somebody else. I wouldn't want to take nobody's life. Or the other answer could be, well, because I don't want to go to prison. So if you've got a, a faith that you believe in, believe in it because you love it, not because you're afraid of it. That doesn't that doesn't jive with me either.
0: Yeah, I can already. yeah.
2: Again, I, again this is a whole conversation like politics, you know, if you if you got the balls to go online and say something like that, Tim Gaines, you know, you would got to expect to get tore up for it. You might as well go online and talk about how much you love Joe Biden or president Trump or president Biden or whoever, you know, that you love and people are going to tear you up for it, you know? Mm-hmm. So sometimes I think people go on there and do that shit just to get the response, just to be like, yeah, 500 comments.
0: Well, I wasn't, I certainly wasn't coming from that angle. And, and honestly, I, I had a few beers before I made that post, and um, and I knew I was like, this is gonna, this is gonna piss people off, and I'm gonna have some people tell me I'm an idiot, and and I, I did it, and then I got to the next day, and I was clear headed, and I went back and I reread it. I'm like, you know what, I this is how I feel, so I just left it up. And I mean, from this episode now, I'm sure we're gonna we're gonna have some people that love what we're saying right now, and some people that hate it, but well, it's our show, so whatever.
2: Yeah, pretty wild. You know, like I said, get on Facebook, get on Twitter, talk about religion, talk about politics, and see what it gets you.
0: <laughs> Didn't get me much. That's not no breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> I just learned to keep my mouth shut.
2: Um, all right, what's next?
0: Uh, Great White's Mark Kendall commented on the first show they did with new singer Brett Carlisle. Uh, he did an interview with the Mark 2.0 podcast Um, he said, uh, Brett's got a range from A to Z. He was just filling in for a show in Vegas because Andrew Freeman is a wonderful singer and a kick-ass dude. I love him, but he's in another band. He's a part owner of the name. They just made a record. I think he means last, he's part owner of the name of Last in Line. Uh, they're touring. It's hard for a band like us to have a singer that's other, other bands too. Other bands too. Oh, who's your singer? the guy from last in line. So this was just a fill in thing. I almost didn't want to do it. We had to audition some guy from George Lynch and another guy from sons of something. I don't even know. <laughs> and when we heard this kid, 25 years old, sing on a couple of tracks, we just gave him this music and he overdubbed his vocal. And I go, well, at least this guy is singing is at least singing close, but I'm not doing it. If we can't rehearse, we've got to at least rehearse once. So they, then he was saying this could be career-ending. He was pretty worried about it. And, sure. Uh, can you said- imagine,
2: like, you find a guy that can sing it on YouTube, and then you go, "Okay, meet us at this venue, and you're going to be the lead singer for the show." And they go, "Okay, cool. You know, here's your tickets. Get on this flight. Go." You meet him there. It's time to get on stage. You've never rehearsed, and he's like, "I can't do it. I'm terrified." And you're screwed. Yeah, you got to rehearse at least
0: once. Right. Uh. He said, we're doing, like, Stick It, and he's singing verbatim. I mean, hitting all those notes, and it is it is high. That stuff is up there. And some of those songs, like Rady, Lady Red Light, are very difficult to sing. It's in that foreigner range. Everybody that tried to sing it always struggled. The kid nailed it. I mean, just absolutely. I didn't have to say anything. Just one, two, three, four, go. So it was really good. But, uh, yeah, Brett's really uh, fitting in well with the band, and uh, we're excited to have him come into Rockin' Pod.
2: Man, hey, can you imagine that that rehearsal? When when Mark looks over at Michael and they look at each other like, holy shit, you know, that moment happened. Just think about it. They start out with Jack Russell. That's the ultimate version of the band, you know, back in their prime. That's what everybody loves the best about Great White. Over the years, things change. You know, Jack Russell can't fit the band no more. And so he's out doing his own thing. They try, you know, a couple different singers. They end up with uh, what's his name? Mitch Malloy. Mitch Malloy is not a good fit for Great White. You know, everybody said it from day one. You know, he's a great singer. He's got fantastic smile, but he's not a great fit for Great White. And then you know Andrew Freeman, he's awesome and last in line. You know, he's got that Dio vibe to him, but that's not what Great White's known for either. So I mean, these guys have struggled for a long time. This version of Great White. To replace Jack Russell and have tried multiple times with multiple singers and it's never worked out. Can you imagine when they heard him sing and, you know, he nailed it. I've seen the footage of him playing that show. He freaking nailed it. They got to be just like, wow, we this is it. We finally done it. Good feeling. I got to imagine.
0: Yeah, he's done great on the stuff I've seen. I know they're they're doing several dates now so um but yeah they he's got his head screwed on straight he's he's doing a great job with the band and uh yeah i, I it'd be interesting to hear if they end up uh, i heard they're they are writing new material so it'd be interesting to hear a record with him
2: you know what i put money on the fact that it would be probably the greatest thing that that version of great white has done since they parted ways with jack russell
0: yeah i would think so i'm actually
2: really looking forward to that if that's the case, yep. <clears throat> Hell yeah, kind of like Skid Row's got a young singer that sounds a lot like like Sebastian Bach. This is a situation a lot like that, where Ray White's got a young singer now that sounds a lot like Jack Russell. If the results are the same as what Skid Row did on their last album, yeah, bring it on. I'd love to hear it.
0: All right. All right. In a new interview with Eon Music, guitarist Paul Crook confirmed that he's been in touch with John Bush about joining the former Anthrax and current Armand St. vocalists on a special tour in which they would perform material from John's time in Anthrax.
2: Hell yes. We've been talking about that for a while, hoping that this would happen. And you even called it because you said how cool would it be if you hooked up with Paul crook and now look what's happening, you're a regular old
0: Nostradamus (laughs) (laughs) Nostradamus. No, I mean, it was, it was more just a wish because I, Paul was very heavily involved with guitar playing and production work with them through those years. And um, I mean, I'm like me and Victor Ruiz are like the two people that absolutely love the volume eight record. But uh, Paul was hugely involved with that one. And Paul went on to be Meatloaf's musical director and guitar player. So he's, you know, he's a very professional guy. He's a great player. But, uh, yeah, I I really hope this this is, he says it's going to happen. They're they're working on it. And uh, I just hope that we get some shows here in the States, and I hope it's a show that I can at least somehow drive to or at least get to.
2: Yeah, I definitely want to see that. The return of Bush Thrax in 2023. Yeah.
0: I could even, I'm, already, I could already imagine like what my ideal set list would be for that, you know. Yeah.
2: So much to choose from.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, keep your fingers crossed on that. I, I think it would be cool. I love the Armored Saints stuff, but yeah, I would, this would, it would mean a lot to me to, to see a show with that material covered again. Cause Anthrax, for the most part, ignores it all.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, Joey Beldon is not going to sing most of it. And what they do, they did one song, didn't
0: they? they? Yeah. They'll do, they do only
2: only that's right
0: it's the only one they do from that era huh
2: call me in on that
0: um some worrisome news uh motley cruz vince neal is apparently getting his ass kicked by COVID 19 those were his words uh he was due to play at the rock island festival this coming weekend in key west and had to bow out and said that COVID is really kicking my ass. All that being said, I'm unable to perform at Rock Island Fest. But this isn't, some people aren't taking this at face value because Motley and Def Leppard, I think, are doing a show in Florida, not around this time, I think. But there's been rumors behind the scenes that Nikki is not happy with Vince scheduling solo shows and doing a bunch of Motley material and that he put the kibosh on this.
2: Yeah. We don't need to go see Motley Crue for 200 bucks at the stadium when well, we can just go down to the club and hear the same songs for 50.
0: You'll still get every third lyric, but yeah, it's the same.
2: Yeah, exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. I hope he ain't sick. I hope he gets better.
0: Yeah, I hope he because Vince is not the healthiest cat out there, so I would, I would worry about him with uh, COVID.
2: I was going to say it's not good for obese people. I know that.
0: Yeah. So you added a a Dave Mustaine story here. Uh, You want to take this one?
2: I just thought it was kind of funny because it's always Dave Mustaine taking a shot at somebody. And this time it's Lars Ulrich. So he's talking about way back in the day. This was on MetalInjection.net. He's talking about way back in the day when they were in Metallica and they get a chance to open up for Diamond Head that Lars' relationship with the band and Dave's relationship with the band were two very different things where dave says he was able to you know meet them eye to eye as musicians as equals as you know two guys playing guitar in a band where lars was just like a fanboy who would follow him around all the time (laughs) (laughs) but he's talking about like the influence of diamond head but he's got to stick that in there you know yeah i met these guys as equals lars was asking him if he could carry their bags
0: Hi, oh, boy dave 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 um not a surprising thing for him to say he he's really been a lightning rod this past year since putting out the new record so um it's, although i'm glad he, he took a break from uh talking shit about ellison for a minute now he moved back to lars but uh you know he He's entitled to his opinion, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't almost wonder if he knows how he's coming off when he says these things.
2: I don't know. Sometimes he probably just says them and then later on goes, Oh, I didn't mean to come off like that. Who knows? Maybe you don't give a fuck.
0: Well, I mean, if I look at it in a certain context, I I can see, I mean, it's probably true because Lars was a huge fan of that band. So if you look at it in the right context, I mean, yeah, Lars was a fan and was nerding out over him, but to, to Dave, he's probably like, well, that's just another band.
2: Yeah, well, to call him a fanboy is kind of funny. <laughs>
0: that term's not the best.
2: No, no. But there's a lot of fanboys of a lot of things, you know, but it's still a funny term.
0: I'm I'm sure like Lars a fanny, is-
2: pack. fanny pack is super useful, but nobody wears them. <laughs>
0: I'm sure Lars is not losing any sleep over it.
2: No, probably not. Yeah.
0: Um, Mike Portnoy has confirmed he is going to be the drummer for Twisted Sisters' Metal Hall of Fame reunion performance. Do you hear about this? No. Uh-uh. Yeah, he uh, he was on our friend Chuck Shoots podcast and said, um, we've known that we're playing for months now. I think it was only kind of made public a few days ago. He said, Steve, I and myself are inducting them into the Metal Hall of Fame and then we'll be performing a few songs there at the ceremony, Um, which is cool because, um, you know, he's a New Jersey guy just like they are. So I I think he's filled in on. Yeah, he was with he filled in for them after um, AJ Perro passed away. So it's just a natural thing for him to be their drummer. I still say he's probably going to be the drummer for Mr. Big, but I don't know for sure.
2: Man, he's going to be in Twisted Sister, you know, they're going well, to get back that. together and start a start a new tour and new album, all that. It's coming. So still got to be, you know, freeze up that spot. They haven't made the announcement yet. You know?
0: No, no Alex Van Halen yet. Man, it just seems perfect. If they could only hear us
2: talking about it, they too would say that's a perfect idea. Has anybody reached out to Alex Van Halen about this? <laughs> Billy Sheen I... got his number. I know you must.
0: Oh, I'm sure he does. Give him a I call. Know. Might say yes. And for self-promotion's sake, I should remind everyone that Eddie Ojeda from Twisted Sister will be at Rockin' Pod Expo March 18th.
2: Yeah, he will be. That's going to be awesome. I'm super looking forward to meeting him. I've got Twisted Sister CDs for days for that guy to autograph. I know you guys got albums, all kinds of stuff. You want to meet that dude, get it autographed. He'll be at Rockin' Pod.
0: And uh, with Mark Weiss being there, you can get your Stay Hungry album signed by both of them.
2: Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Oh, I love that. <laughs>
0: That's Legendary cover photo.
2: All right. Well, talking about one drummer, Mark Mike Portnoy, let's uh, talk about another one. The drummer from Obituary. Yeah, you guys remember Obituary? Heavy metal band? Well, the drummer, Donald Tardy, was featured on CNN recently but it's not for committing crimes or something you would think out of a band named obituary. He was actually featured because what he does, and I, it doesn't say in the article where this is happening at or what town, what city, but he says, basically when he's not on tour, he's at home and he goes out at night for like two and a half hours every night. He up his truck with food and fresh water and he drives around. He's got a route He does it every night and he takes feral cats out on the streets and he brings them fresh water and food he calls it metal Meow-Alicia. <laughs> and he's out there in the streets helping homeless cats the drummer of obituary can you believe it
0: no i <clears throat> i heard that he was in new jersey and he tried to take some food to peter chris's house but he got thrown out <laughs>
2: Come here, boy. I know you're hungry. <laughs>
0: Apparently, Eric Singer was a lot more accommodating. He, he willingly <laughs> accepted the hell.
2: Eric Singer's out there waiting for the food. <laughs> Where's
0: he <at>? That's funny. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. We're getting down there. You want to do my segment?
0: Yeah, let's do it.
2: All right. Rock star birthdays, rock star death days, and albums on the horizon. Let's do it. Let's start with the birthdays. The last time we did this, we left off on January 8th. So let's pick up on the 9th, celebrating his 79th birthday in 2023. The legendary Jimmy Page. Getting up there in age. These are the guys, you know. You talk about Jeff Beck. These are the guys that are 79 years old. You know, the legends of rock, how much longer is Jimmy Page going to be around? Hopefully, a lot longer. Hopefully, a lot longer. But at seventy-eight,
0: well, I mean he he did practice all that black magic and witchcraft, so maybe he's got a little bit longer.
2: Mortal, he's going to live forever. Yeah. Celebrating a birthday on the tenth, another legendary guitar player, Michael Schenker.
0: Michael Schenker. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that.
2: Took me a long time. I thought I had a speech impediment. Turns out all I had to do was learn how to speak German.
0: He's the German Dave Mustaine.
2: That's right. And he's turning 68 years old this year. Uh, Celebrating birthday also on the 10th, singer that everybody knows, videos all over in our timeline, Pat Benatar. She's 70.
0: That's uh, Neil Giraldo's wife.
2: That's right. That's right. Mrs. Giraldo. Otherwise known as um, our friend, Laura Ford on the 11th used to manage SIR studios right here in Nashville. Told us all kinds of funny stories about Vinnie Vincent. She
0: still, she's managed, still... Is, it? is she? I thought she retired. No, she's still working.
2: I guess they couldn't find nobody to replace her. I swear. I thought she retired. Mm-hmm. She's still there. Okay. Well, there you go. You want to be treated right and have professional well, you already know how SIR works. We're friends with Laura. She's uh-huh. awesome. Uh, Rich Canamar celebrating a birthday on the 11th. Friend of the show. Be awesome. On the 12th, we got, wow, we got a bunch on the 12th, four of them. Rob Zombie turns 58 on the 12th. Hmm. Howard Stern celebrating a birthday on the same day, turns 69. Wow. You know, I. Saw something funny about Howard Stern that uh uh what's his name? He did uh m- what's Mar? Um Bill Marr. Bill Marr does that show where he's just in a room drinking and recording it and doing like a video podcast. He had Gene Simmons on there not too long ago,
0: mm-hmm. but he
2: had uh I forget who he had on there with him, but he was talking about Howard Stern and how like when the pandemic happened you know, we we're all pretty apprehensive about it. We we're all nervous. Nobody wanted to catch it. It was people were dying from it, but nobody was more terrified about it than Howard Stern. And, you know, Howard Stern does a show now from his home. Mm-hmm. He, doesn't, he doesn't leave his home apparently for nothing. Well, and Bill Maher was lamenting that, you know, it's sad because he'll probably never see him again because he doesn't ever leave his home.
0: Yeah. I, but I still have the theory that, Howard always wanted this situation. The pandemic just gave him an excuse to do it.
2: Become a hermit.
0: Yeah. I don't I, Well, what he hates people in general. So, uh, yeah, once, once he went home during the pandemic, I was like, he won't come back. Even if, even if it's not a germ thing, he just doesn't like being around people in general.
2: Yeah. yeah. And in the day and age where you have all your food delivered to you and everything, I mean, yes, if you're, well, you want to be a hermit, you can do it if you got yeah. the money. See, also on the 12th, our great friend from Canada, Chuck Noseworthy, celebrating a birthday. And pretty much a local legend here with, with Rock and Pod. He's been here, I think, for all of them. Always excited to see him celebrating a birthday on the 12th. He's been to the Illuminati party, Sean Cullen.
0: Oh, yeah. I don't know if Sean's going to come back this year. I haven't, haven't seen him buy a ticket yet, so hopefully we get to see him.
2: Yeah, one of my favorite people, long-time... Longtime supporter of this show, we love him.
0: And just clear clear things up: we're not talking about the real Illuminati here. (laughs) I don't even remember how it
2: got that name. The party, I
0: I don't. It was a group of us that are like really tight knit. But we we're not saying Sean is part of the actual Illuminati. Let's (laughs) just make sure that that's clear. Of course, even if he was, we wouldn't tell you.
2: Well, that's funny. Like I got that, uh, the NWO uh, license plate vanity. I don't know if it's a vanity plate, but it's like the plate for the front of the car. Because here in Tennessee, you only got to have back plates. I got the, I got this old guy one day going, "New World Order." What is oh, that? I'm like, oh no, no, no! It's not that. It's you know Hulk Hogan. It's wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> but I never imagined when I put that on my car that I would have to ever explain that it wasn't, you know the actual new world order.
0: Maybe Hulk Hogan leads up the actual Illuminati and it's all been right there in front of us the whole time.
2: Oh shit. Sign me up. I can imagine <laughs> the first day walking in the Illuminati. There's Hulk Hogan. There's Ace Fraley. There's Cobra commander. All my favorite people right there waiting to meet me. Let's <laughs> see. Well, here's a guy that would have been celebrating a birthday on the 13th, but passed away many years ago. Former guitarist from slaughter, Tim Kelly. Would have been 60 this year.
0: Great guitar player and even better person from what I've heard.
2: Yeah, we met him one time in Wisconsin. We were young kids. He was super cool. Uh let's see. On the 14th, a bunch of birthdays. I'm gonna just run them down for you. Dave Grohl, Zach Wilde, Michael Tramp, Jeff Tate. Who's the oldest out of them? Jeff Tate. Correct. Jeff Tate's turned 64. Zach Wild's turning 62. Michael Tramp, oh no, sorry, Michael Tramp 62, Zach Wilds 56, Dave Grohl 54. All four of them guys celebrating a birthday on the 14th.
0: Side note on Jeff Tate, um, I don't know if you ever go on Metal Board and read, uh, you know who Adam Baum is, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So Adam Baum will post on there and he'll post these really long stories about his days back in the day and like he grew up in Seattle and he knew Jeff Tate when he was in high school and Or or Adam was in high school Jeff was like 23 at the time and this is like late 70s and Jeff Tate was using a stage name at the time and he was calling himself Jeff Waterfall
2: Jeff Waterfall (laughs) That's catchy (laughs) People will remember that
0: (laughs) I remembered it (laughs)
2: That's funny. When you're a kid and you think, man, that sounds cool. (laughs) Jeff Waterfall. That's something.
0: Well, you know, TLC warned you, don't go chasing Jeff Waterfall. (laughs) (laughs) All right.
2: Also celebrating a birthday on the 14th, our awesome friend from here in Nashville. He's at all the coolest concerts. He always goes to rock and pod. Lynn Ramsey celebrating a birthday on the 14th. All right. And on the 15th, turning 58, Adam Jones, guitarist from Tool. Uh, Ronnie Van Zandt on the 15th would have turned 75 had he lived. Uh, my awesome friend from Merrill, Wisconsin. Talked about him on the show many times over the years. Eddie Dinges celebrating a birthday on the 15th. Feel like I'm back on WJMT. <laughs> out know the birthdays. On the 16th, we give a big, awesome, happy birthday to our awesome friend, Bill Elam. Longtime supporter of the show. You'll hear his name weekly on Geeks of the Week. Former guest of the show celebrating a birthday on the 16th, Hot Sam.
0: Oh, Jay Barth. Love that guy.
2: Awesome dude. And uh, let's see. Kid Rock's turning 52. Kai Hansen from Halloween is turning 60. And Mick Taylor from the Stones is 74. Wow. Those are Your Geek Wire birthdays for the week. Now, for people that we need to remember, where did we leave it off last time? I think we left off with Stevie Clark. Had a long conversation about him and how Def Leppard sucks without him. Let's see. Celebrating the memories this week on the 10th. David Bowie passed away in 2016 at the age of 69 from liver cancer. A lot of awesome David Bowie to listen to. All that stuff's kind of 50-50 with me. But the David Bowie I like, I like a lot. But most of it's too artsy and weird. I've got to, got to remember the memory of the man. He was in Motorhead and Fastway, legendary guitarist Fast Eddie Clark. Passed away in 2018 on the 10th, age 67. Pneumonia got him.
0: Great guitar player.
2: Here's one from a year ago. Hasn't been that long. The man lived to be 71 years old. One of the most unsung bands I think ever. Budgie, their lead vocalist and bass player, Burke Shelley, the guy who wrote the songs that influenced Metallica and helped them become what they became Like I said, passed away last year on the 10th. 71 years old, had some heart issues. Sad to say, we talked about it earlier in the show. Got to add Jeff Beck to this list. Yeah. And meningitis is some scary shit, man. Look that up. There's signs, you know, that can get anybody.
0: Mm, Scary shit.
2: And then a couple of days after that, Robbie Bachman, the old school drummer from BTO, passed away at 69. Passed away at 69. Let's see. Here's one. I know that that's close to your heart. Back in 2021 on the 13th, we celebrate the memory of Sylvain Sylvain, who passed away at the age of 69 of cancer. Of course, Sylvain Sylvain, lead guitarist of the New York Dolls. Yeah, I just,
0: that was a sad day. Sometimes I forget that he's gone still. That's just, yeah, that one, that one kind of, I knew he was sick for a while, but yeah, it's always so much harder when it, finally happens
2: yeah and i know that was somebody that you had your heart set on for rock and pod and
0: yeah you
2: know, by, by the time we got out tried to get a hold of him he was here in nashville he probably was already not doing so hot
0: he wasn't and i even had a couple of phone calls with him about it um i was buying some autograph stuff from him online and then i was, I was like hey i want you to come to my event or come to my podcast and <clears> then <throat> he was just like i'm better over the phone so let me just so just call me and he gave me his number and then we we talked a couple of times and he was a nice guy but man um i could tell there was something a little off when uh, i talked to him but it was an honor to get to talk to him and uh, i've got an awesome framed photo that he signed of him and johnny thunders and that's one of my favorite collectibles
2: yeah that thing is awesome i remember you how excited you were when you showed that to me for the first time yeah yeah, got to remember Sylvain Sylvain. Break out some old New York dolls and listen to him rip on that. Let's see. On the 13th, here's another one. It, well, you know what? The same day is Sylvain Sylvain. I mean, this guy was in Vanilla Fudge and Cactus. You know, we talk about great bass players. This is one you got to bring up. Awesome singer, great songwriter, Tim
0: Bogert. Yeah, I have Beck Bogert in a piece, and now there's just a piece left.
2: Not getting any easier, folks. We got to keep the rock and roll alive because, you know, as this list contends, just a couple of years ago, we're losing all these people. Just last week, we're losing all these people. Here's one that pretty young, at age 45 in 1992, a drug overdose. This is a crazy story. This was a guy that Peter Chris looked up to, New York Dolls drummer Jerry Nolan.
0: Yeah, was Peter Chris's best friend from childhood. I don't know a whole lot about Jerry Nolan. I know 45 is
2: kind of a funny age to be dying of an overdose.
0: Yeah. He uh, he couldn't shake the heroin. It just ruined him.
2: Yeah. At a certain point, you got to grow up. Let's see who else we got to remember this week. This is another name that's kind of comes with a little controversy, but we lost Dave Holland, the classic priest drummer, on the 16th of 2018, the age of 69. To uh, lung cancer is what they say. Yeah. Awesome drummer, man. I'll tell you that. On the 16th, crazy old Phil Spector passed away. The the (laughs) creator of The Wall of Sound, one of the most legendary producers of all time. Also a big weirdo and quite like (laughs) murderer.
0: Yeah. If, uh, if you haven't seen the Ramones End of the Century documentary, just watch it just for the, the talk of make the making of that record. The stories are fucking insane.
2: Yeah, that dude was pretty insane. Yeah, he got sick in prison. They got him out to the hospital, but, I mean, 81 years old when you're, getting, you're living in prison, I mean, how long are you going to last? Not long. Let's see, on the 18th, you got to remember, passed away in 2016 at the age of 67. Legendary part of a legendary band, the Eagles, Glenn Fry. Hmm. It's way on the 18th. And then it was just last year on the 20th. We mentioned him a little bit earlier. I mean, he had some health problems and then he caught the COVID. Just like so many people that had health problems and caught the COVID, it killed him. Got to remember Meatloaf.
0: Yeah, was living here in Nashville, too.
2: Right. I guess that's as far as we'll go this time. It bums me out to know that already in the year, like we had it easy on the way out in December. Like the last time we did this, there was like two people, you know, it's great. Only two people that you got to remember that are gone. But this week, man, a whole lot. And the list keeps growing week by week. It seems like rest in peace, all these people, if that's still cool to say. And, uh, you know, the most important thing you can do is remember their music and crank it up whenever you can to think about these artists that have passed on, you know, and and passed on their legacies onto the future. And hopefully this rock and roll that we love so much stays alive for many years to come. And speaking of which let's talk about new albums coming out. Cause it's a whole new year. So we got some new stuff, some stuff that already came out on the sixth Iggy pop came out with his 19th studio album album called every loser. It features Duff McKagan, Andrew Watt, and Chad Smith. He went and got the Ozzy band. This this album's got to be pretty good, right? I would think. Plus, it's got Dave Navarro, Stone Gossard, and Taylor Hawkins on it before he passed away. So that one's out now. It's called Every Loser, the 19th album from Iggy Pop. Then on the 12th, we got an album coming out called Boulevards of Splendor by the old school runaway singer Cherie Curry.
0: Well, it's not necessarily a new album. It's it's a new release on like digital and s- streaming and CD, but it's been on vinyl for like 10 years.
2: Oh, really? It yeah. says Billy Corgan, Slash, Duff, and Matt Sorum. Yeah. For-
0: it was, she was on Joan Jett's Blackheart label for a while, and I guess there was a lot of legal red tape that caused it to get shelved for quite a while, so it's finally basically seeing the light of day now. And she's going to tour um, the UK and Europe soon.
2: Yeah, I saw that. That's pretty cool that she's still out there doing it. Mm -hmm. So if you've been waiting for that album to be available, there it is. It's out now. And then on the 13th, talked about the man saving the cats and playing the drums for obituary. Their 11th studio album is coming out. It's their first since 2017. There's a single out with a video right now. You can look it up on the YouTube. It's called The Wrong Time. And their new album is called Dying of Everything. And that comes out on the 13th. So look in the future. We got some cool stuff coming our way. I know some bands that are guaranteed to be coming out with albums this year are Accept, Airborne, Avenged Sevenfold, Chevelle, Dark Angel, Doro. Europe is supposed to be for sure coming out with a new album in 2023. Remember Helix, Mm -hmm. Canadian heavy metal band, they're coming out with a new, new album this year. The Kings of Chaos, which is like a supergroup kind of thing. I guess they're coming out with an album. Merciful Fate's got new stuff coming this year. Overkill. They haven't got a release date on it, but I think it's coming soon. So we'll keep our eyes open for an announcement for that. Ravens got a new album coming out this year. Seven Dust, Stained, The Rods, Trouble, Vicious Rumors, lots of bands. And we're looking forward to a new album from Anthrax as well. Here they've been working on it for like three years.
0: Yeah, Charlie said in an interview he he said he feels like Def Leopard because it's taken so long to put the record <laughs> on He's like, it, it, it. better not fucking sound like Def Leopard like the last Tesla record did.
2: And I sure hope Phil Collin isn't uh producing it or anything.
0: That would be a weird combination, wouldn't it?
2: Oh man, for the third week in a row. Way to go, Phil.
0: <laughs> I'm like picturing a, a thrash version of Make Love Like a Man.
2: No, no, don't picture it. <laughs> it only hurt you. <laughs> what an awful thing. Yeah. No, I got to imagine it's going to be good. Anthrax, you know what? They always seem to deliver.
0: Yeah, I'm excited for that one. Yeah, me too. Okay.
2: Hey, speaking of Phil Collins, I've got another idea that we can pitch to Netflix for a TV show. You take Phil Collins from Def Leppard you team them up with Phil Collins and you make them write an album together. Film the chaos.
0: Hey, I don't know if, uh, Netflix has the, uh, body butter, uh, budget to cover Phil Collins on that.
2: I don't even know what that means.
0: He's always like got his shirt off and he's greased up.
2: Oh yeah. He's a greasy dude for sure.
0: It would just be Phil Collins telling him to put his shirt on for like two hours.
2: <laughs> don't knock until you try it phil collins
0: <laughs>
2: as a surprise twist halfway through the season we bring in bootsy collins
0: <laughs> the, the Colin collins collins connection
2: yeah i like it that's a hit people will watch that
0: uh, i think we should stick to podcasting all right what else we got in the news uh, this is something, um, and maybe I had too much to drink when I came up with this idea, but I want to go, I want to go through with this. Um, you can actually rent, uh, on Airbnb, Ace Freely's Wilton, Connecticut home.
2: Uh-huh.
0: And I had a thought, why don't we get together with some kiss podcasters and we all rent the house out and do like a kiss podcasting summit at the house.
2: Oh, that'd be awesome! Actually, I was thinking, hey, maybe we could have a rockin' pod there, like rockin' pod Connecticut division
0: at his house. Yeah,
2: have rockin' pod inside the house. Oh boy, not in the yard. Uh, Massive place. It's not that big. <laughs> I <don't
0: know. laughs> but I, I even have an idea already. Like we would take a picture of all of us standing on the back deck, and we would. The caption would be "Aces Back Deck," and we told you so.
2: That's awesome. I love it. <laughs> no, that's pretty cool. And it's a nice looking place. I know that on YouTube on YouTube, there's a video of somebody I, I don't know if it's like right after Ace moved out, but it's all like camcorder footage, so I could imagine so. But they toured the place and it was emptied out, but there was a lot of damage to it. But he went down into the basement and into the studio and You know, I've I've got to imagine the bullet holes were all in the walls and, you know, crazy Joe Renda told us that's that's
0: the house, right? Yeah, that's the house.
2: Amazing. The rock and roll just saturated in the walls of that place. I'm just saying. just got to put your hand to the wall and close your eyes and absorb it.
0: But yeah, that's. That's my, if somebody else runs with it, I won't get paid for it. But yeah, Kiss Podcasting Summit at Ace's house. It's, it's an hour and a half away from New York city. We could all go into the city and go to the kiss sites and take photos and it, it could be a great trip. We just have oh, to talk our wives into it.
2: Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking, how do I approach my wife with this idea? Like she ain't going for that. Was it was like you... a big over. I'm not doing that
0: now honey i i know we could go to the bahamas we could go to cancun but hear me out wilton connecticut come on <laughs>
2: oh no yeah that's a hard sell <laughs>
0: we'll do this trip when we're both divorced
2: right yeah or shortly thereafter
0: yeah yeah but, uh, no, I mean, I, it's, it, I I already looked it up, too. It's $500 a night. Really? Yeah. I thought
2: it was more than that. mm Oh, well, that ain't bad at all. I thought Jamie said it. She was lying to me. She probably mm-hmm. said that to put it out of my mind.
0: What I saw was 500 It might be more depending on dates. But, I mean, it's a five-bedroom house.
2: Yeah. So why not? I tell her I got a surprise for our honeymoon. <laughs>
0: honey you know you want to hang out with you know you want to hang out you know you want to hang out with me chris and joe polo and sunny pooney <laughs>
2: it'll be awesome yeah you'll have a great time i promise
0: oh sure <laughs> well we do have one more kiss related story to finish things off. But before we get to that, um, this is something that popped up this a couple weeks ago that I wanted to cover because I did, I had no idea about this. Apparently back in the day, Iggy pop claims that he was once approached about becoming AC DC's lead singer.
2: I can't even imagine. Can't even imagine what that would be like. He was a fast machine. She kept her motor clean she was the best. You know what? No, that can't wow. be.
0: <laughs> That's a great Iggy Pop impression.
2: <laughs> so
0: yeah, I would... started one
2: of them YouTube channels. What if Iggy Pop?
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just different songs.
0: But uh, I guess this would have been right after Bond passed away, before they got Brian Johnson. But boy, that would I couldn't. I like Iggy Pop and I like AC- ACDC, but I don't think I'd want to intermingle the two.
2: Oh, I don't think so. That just doesn't seem right. It'd be interesting. You know, I like Iggy Pop's heavy stuff, and he does have – We could do a heavier side of Iggy Pop for sure. And I'm a fan of Iggy Pop. I like it. I like his songwriting, especially when it's – again, that's another one that's probably 50-50 with me because some of his stuff's artsy and weird. Some of his stuff is just straight-up rock, and I love that stuff. But I don't know. Hell's Bells with Iggy Pop singing? I don't think so. I don't think <laughs> Back in Black becomes the bandit that it was if Iggy Pop is singing on it.
0: Because you alienate everybody. I mean, on one side of the stage, you've got a guy in a schoolboy outfit going insane, and then on the other side, you got this dude with his shirt off smearing peanut butter all over himself.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't see
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. Crazy. All right, well, let's address the pink elephant in the room because I, I initially wasn't really going to talk on this. I don't post on social media about Vinny Vincent because <clears throat> all it does is invite people to take shots on there. But uh, it's our show, and with what I saw um, online recently, we have to address it because my God, um, Vin- Vinny did another one of his SIR parties this weekend as we record this, and that's no—that's no big news. You're in Nashville? Yeah, here in Nashville. And that's like not a big deal because he does these every few months. But the thing that struck me funny is somebody leaked um, a pricing list uh, that went out to these private groups that he has over, hey, if you're coming to the event, here's here's some of the stuff that you can buy at the event. And before I get into the really crazy stuff, the thing that annoys me the most about this is people are paying $500 to get in to start with. And now he's charging a hundred dollars for a selfie and like $300 to get an album signed. Wow. You can't,
2: I mean, damn, if you're paying $500, yeah, shouldn't have to pay for a selfie.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Um, but then on top of that, some of this stuff is ridiculous. So you've got the, and I'm reading off Vinny's descriptions of this stuff. And of course, everything's in all caps. Um, the Mega Rare Rare 10th Anniversary Lick It Up Kiss Tour Books. Creatures cover on a Lick It Up Tour book. Brand new with original insert. They used the same cover on the Lick It Up Tour book as they did on the Creatures Tour book. There's nothing rare about this, and he wants $3,000 for it.
1: Dang.
2: You just got one?
0: I oh, don't know. He's got multiple copies, but $3,000 each. And... Um, original Kiss logo guitar pick used by Vinnie Vincent at the infamous Kiss Rio show, June of 1983. This is a hard rock display piece for certain $5,000.
2: And then there's no way to prove that that's the actual pick because you've heard so many stories over the years of Vinnie Vincent going, this is my favorite guitar. I played this on Lick It Up and then it's not. Kiss has told stories about that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: How can you trust it?
0: Yep. Then Gene Simmons' Rio pick will also be there. Vinny saved these picks as a memento of that historic event. $3,500. I love that he values his pick that much higher than Gene's pick.
2: Wait a minute. How much was his?
0: $5,000. Oh. <laughs>
2: that's so many.
0: <sighs> that's That's funny. Then uh, next is Super Rare Kiss Creatures Tour Itinerary Binder. Hardcover with Kiss logo on cover with Creatures black and white photo. Autographed by Eric, Vinny, Gene, and Paul. Definitely a hard rock museum piece. And then it's just a bunch of dollar signs. It doesn't have a price. (laughs)
2: Because that thing really is one of a a four, I guess, four or five.
0: That would be hard to find. Um, Also, there will be out-of-print Vinny Vincent CDs autographed for $500.
2: They just like CDRs with nothing
0: on them. Yeah, pretty much. Um, then they list the creature's itinerary binder again and spelled itinerary wrong. Um, Benny Vincent boots. That's all it says. Uh, this is the one. These are the ones that kind of pissed everyone off. Um, original set of Polaroid test shots from Creature's tour book. Seventeen in all. Thirty five thousand dollars. Original set of Polaroid test shots from Lick It Up Tour Book, 32 in all, $32,000. So for $67,000, you can have um, 49 Polaroids.
2: Crazy expensive. Well, how do they care? I guess, are they one of a kind? I mean, I, me, I wouldn't do it. Oh. If there's some, you know, multi millionaire crazy Kiss fan out there, they
0: might. If you want the vinnie vincent choker worn in the boys are gonna rock video it's only ten thousand dollars
2: wow can't imagine somebody paying that much for that i mean we talked about when we did our christmas shopping episode last year about how like the motley Crue vince neal glove that he wore in all the videos that wasn't that much
0: Mm-mm.
2: we're talking about classic motley Crue. Versus Vinnie Vincent invasion memorabilia in general, you know? Yeah,
0: I mean, I would consider it if he was wearing it and I could choke him in, in the process. Maybe. <laughs> oh, I misread it. It said choker,
2: not choke her.
0: Yeah. Uh, psycho rare misprint Vinnie Vincent trading card from lick it up era inserted into Seymour Duncan guitar string packs in 1986. There's no price for that, but I think somebody said it was, he wanted like $5,000 for that. What is it? It's a, a trading card from uh Seymour Duncan guitar string packs.
1: Oh,
2: I like um, you used to get the wonder bread.
0: And then this one cracked me up. Very rare Vinnie Vincent fleece blankets will be there. The blankets will be autographed by Vinnie. These blankets have never been available before with the VV signature. The blankets have been sold out for a number of years. But Vinny saved a limited batch, and here they are. Wow, $450.
2: Blankets? Yes. I don't understand. <laughs> Is this something that he offered before, and the yeah. demand was so high that it went away?
0: Yeah, he had it on his website. And back then, they were like 50 bucks, But now they're $450 because he signed it. So
2: I mean, but is it what is it a picture of him on the blanket or is it just a blanket? Yeah.
0: No, it's it's a one of a '80s picture of him with his guitar printed onto a blanket.
2: I got you. Okay, all right. <laughs> I
0: think your wife would want one of those, right?
2: Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'd like Chris sleeps with his every night and he loves it. I thought you'd like one too.
0: Yeah, and um, and then one thing that was a holdover from the Creatures Fest thing. If uh, you want your history book autograph, just like there, it's a thousand dollars.
2: You bring your own history book in, and he signs it. And you give him a yeah. grant. Yep. Crazy. So uh, I mean, here's the thing: if you do something like that, and one person does it, you made some money, you made some good money. Sure. For nothing. Yeah. If one person has everybody's autograph on their history book except for Vinnie Vincent, and they go, fuck. For fifteen hundred bucks, I could get this. Or no, what? It, yeah, fifteen hundred bucks.
0: No, don't be crazy. It was only a thousand.
2: Well, no, but you gotta pay the five hundred bucks to get in.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and then plus the thousand dollars to get your, your book autographed. So if you had everybody else but Vinnie Vincent and you had the money. You know, man, I, don't, I have to go do this before somebody, you know, I don't know. I could see, like, and like you said, so then if one person, you put all that out there, all this crazy expensive stuff, and one person does that, well, shit, you made fifteen hundred bucks. That alone is worth it. Plus, you know, you got two or three other people show up. There you go. There's another. You made three grand for what? Hanging out.
1: Yep.
0: I mean. It, it's good work if you can get it, I guess. But, yeah, it's um, I wouldn't pay these prices or anything, even a fraction of these prices for what he's asking. But I don't know. It's just more evidence that he's a con man. You know, that's what he is. He, he cons people out of stuff. And then I I even heard that <clears throat> he had one of his fans who's a, a, a lovely lady who has her own YouTube channel, and she supports him. And, I, and she's a great woman. I, I met her in 2019 at Rocket Pod, so I'm not piling on. But she apparently catered this event for him and it just reeks of him basically taking advantage of people where he does. So he doesn't have to pay out anything. Hmm. I I heard he did give her a blanket, (laughs) but it was just a
2: regular blanket.
0: No, it was an autographed blanket. I saw a picture of it.
2: All right.
0: Yeah. So I guess that, I hope, uh, I hope that at the very least he gave her that for free. Um, for what, in, in exchange for what she did, but you know, just
2: 500 bucks. What do you want?
0: Vinny's delusion just continues. And, uh, it's a sad thing of this is what it's come to since his eight twenty eighteen 2018 comeback. No, no autobiography, no no book, no, no new music, no nothing. Just these little parties and continued promises that never come to anything. It's not much of a comeback. No, it's terrible.
2: Well, you get what you get sometimes. You get what you get. Yeah. So that's a cautionary tale right there. See, making you aware of what's going on in the world around you. Don't fall into none of that. (laughs) (laughs) And look up what the signs of meningitis are because it can get anybody.
0: Now you're scaring me.
2: Well, don't be scared. Just be aware, you know. There are signs for these things. You think you got a sore neck, it might be something worse if there's other things involved. I'll let you do the research.
0: And you could be going to hell.
2: And you could be going to hell or you could be going to Ace Rilly's our Airbnb rental.
0: Yeah, there's there's a lot of options here we've covered today.
2: You go help feed the feral cats in New Jersey with the drummer from obituary. You can come to Rockin' Pod and hang out with Stevie Rochelle and Jason McMaster and Brett Carlisle from Great White, and all these other awesome people. Kiel Fest, too. You want the information on all that good stuff? It's rockinpod.com. You want to find your new favorite music podcast besides Decibel Geek? It's Pantheon Podcast. They're going to lay it all out for you make it easy. You'll find your new favorites. All that and a whole lot more. We've got a cool episode coming your way next week. You guys definitely to look forward to that one coming next. And, yeah, this has been your news. This is Decibel Geek, and that